Uh, next up is someone that I would argue is the most influential executive in the supply chain. One of the reasons I get asked why Northwest Arkansas, one of the reasons that we chose Northwest Arkansas is because of the impact it has on the North American supply chain. And there's one company that's involved in surface transportation that arguably has been the most innovative for the past 30 years. J.B. Hunt, growing up, was commonly referred to as a trucking company for most people that I knew. But anyone that actually understands J.B. Hunt's business knows that it's far more than that. They were one of the first trucking companies to work with the railroads when most of the trucking operators saw them as enemies. J.B. Hunt saw it as opportunity. J.B. Hunt was also one of the first innovators behind managed logistics and really embracing the idea of mode agnostic capacity. J.B. Hunt also was one of the first and arguably the most successful large legacy surface transportation providers to embrace the digital revolution when so many of the players looked at it as a flash in the pan or as a threat. Two years ago, J.B. Hunt launched its 360, Box 360, which was agnostic capacity that really, it didn't matter whether it was one of their trucks, didn't matter whether it was going on a railroad, but it was really embracing this idea of being agnostic. And really, the leader behind that initiative and through so much of J.B. Hunt's innovation is Shelly Simpson. And I'm excited to have Shelly back on stage here at Freight Waves Future Supply Chain. She is an incredibly great speaker and thought leader in our industry, and we are very proud to have her. Shelly. Thank you, Craig. Appreciate you. Hey, well, good morning, and I'm super excited to be here. Welcome to Northwest Arkansas. We are happy to see so many friends, competitors, also our customers, but we like to think of each other as working together here to really create a supply chain environment that is different and unique, something that people start to get attracted to and start thinking about. And today I'm going to talk to you about accelerating the intelligent supply chain. Now, intelligent might feel like uh, a completely opposite word of what we felt like the last couple of years, but I think I will show you through data, as I've heard that spoken about this morning, that we can become more intelligent. We can become more intelligent not only at J.B. Hunt, but here within the supply chain with our customers, with each other with carriers that interact with us. And I thought I would just bring you back to two and a half years ago, I got the opportunity to spend time with you on stage and I talked to you about pedal to the metal. It was really this whole concept that we had and where we were headed as an organization to really disrupt the way business was to be moved. And that really started up really coming back to just 40 years ago when the very first PC came into motion. You fast forward as to all the advancements that's happened in technology in my 27-year career, this is the most exciting time to be inside transportation. You see the iPhone gets introduced. We moved to internet users in total at, at 2 billion. But if you look at the smartphone population by 2016, this was the aha moment that there were several of us back in 
the office trying to determine what we could do to disrupt the way business was moving, adapt to the way things could be, and further accelerate the supply chain. It was JB Hunt 360, Convoy, and Uber that first three came out. Think about just that alone. I heard Craig talk about railroads and trucking companies working together. That was our first big venture that was really a disruptor in the market. That was in 1989. I would argue with you that 2017 was a big disruptor in the market as well. As you saw, two massive technology companies, or maybe one startup and one that you knew of, more from um, you know how we interact on a regular basis, and then you have a 55-year-old company that has the legacy and the wherewithal to say, we believe there is a better future, a better way, how we should be thinking about how goods and services can move more efficiently. We fast forward to 2020, and by that period, you heard Craig talk about freight waste coming in in 2016. Everyone had moved into the supply chain technology space with $52 billion being invested in logistics technology. Everyone recognizing that the waste that exists for 3.5 million drivers should not exist any longer with technology. You see, for those of, of you that have not heard me say this, of the 3.5 million drivers that are here in the U.S., they have 11 hours of drive time. And nearly one-third of all hours every single day is wasted in the supply chain. It's wasted because we have a very fragmented market on both the shipping and capacity side. And we need a better way to connect those two together. You see, we moved through that from 2020 with this huge investment in logistics technology. And we had actually had this session internally that we were walking everyone through where we were at in our cycle of innovation. And little did we know what was coming just one month later after we had this large sales summit. The theme of our sales summit was Accelerate. It was February of 2020, just one month before the pandemic took place. Through the pandemic, we have all been disrupted. You look at what's happened inside the supply chain. In total, the supply chain is making headlines. Every C-suite executive that I spend time with knows supply chain very well. They might not know it from a good perspective, but they do recognize that the supply chain has to get more agile, has to develop more quickly, has to respond because it is getting disrupted in total. We're not immune to those supply chain challenges at J.B. Hunt either, because as we are trying to source our capacity, whether that's in new containers in intermodal, new tractors with OEM uh, opportunities, our new trailing equipment, and even our chassis that our intermodal boxes ride on. See, we're facing the same things, and as we're looking forward as to what that could look like for us, there is a new norm that is occurring, and I would argue several new norms that are occurring. Little did we know when we really coined our theme of Accelerate that that would be so appropriate because the market would become so disrupted that customers would need capacity in real time on demand. And so what happened over the next couple of years further accelerated through COVID what we talked about back in 2019 on stage what we talked about re really bringing to market. And so when you see what happened 
over the next several years. Just look with me at this chart, what brokerage share had just back in 2006, less than 10% brokerages had control of the market. Fast forward to 2017, had barely moved. I remember those digital disruptors that we talked about really bring a marketplace, a way to go to market where all capacity and all shipments could find commonality, could find equal ground, changed just one short year after that. We moved from 17% of market share to 24%. And who would have thought that nearly one third of transactions would be completed through a brokerage offering? See, it's astounding to think about, especially for someone like myself that grew up from an asset part of the business. When back when I was growing up, we weren't totally sure what brokerage had to offer. And I think shippers might have had the same perspective way back in the day. There were very few names that you were familiar with. And as we started to accelerate what was happening from a transportation perspective, we all moved from being asset-based to thinking about our customers from a more consultative view. You heard Craig talk about us being mode agnostic. I remember being in Chicago at an investor conference and we actually were having an investor day. And I remember when I launched at that conference and uh, I believe John Roberts, our CEO, and also Kirk Thompson had said it, but we talked to our investors about being completely mode agnostic. And one of the reasons that we talked about that was we realized for us to really create an efficient supply chain that we would have to be indifferent as to the way goods would move. It allowed us to think about what we should do and how we could enable more drivers to be more efficient on the road, more shipments to move more efficiently through intermodal, more fleets to be built, having the power of a platform. And you can see exactly what happened because in that same time that brokerage was taking market share, the small carrier community then started to grow as a result. Carriers in and into the market really took off when customers had such high demand. If you looked at the four higher carrier base just in 2021, 86% of those carriers have less than six trucks. If you look at who really grew in this market, 12% growth from December 20 to December 2021, the only way for them to grow at that pace and that speed would be through technology, through a digital marketplace. But that's really taking us through where we've been. But really, where are we headed? See, we, we do believe that in our future, we have to think about a connected ecosystem. We have to think about a true marketplace that is completely mode agnostic, but also allows for all capacity and all shipments to come together. Now, that could be a very aspirational goal. But I'm not sure how aspirational it is if we start connecting into an ecosystem together. You heard me say on stage in 2019 that although we have really smart people that I'm super proud of, our technology team, second to no one, led by Stuart Scott, our CIO, I do believe there are also really great technology companies out there that we can benefit from each other, how we really go to market and how we think about that. But this is what we have to do as an industry. I introduced this concept to you, our cycle of innovation. And the very first concept I talked to you about was disrupt. And when we think about disrupt in our cycle of innovation, it really is getting out of the old way of thinking, thinking of me as directly your competitor, 
versus thinking of me as someone that we could connect together and try to solve bigger supply chain issues. Thinking of how we could come to market for customers that would be totally different. And we talked about disrupting ourselves, disrupting our thinking, adapting to that new way. And we were moving into that accelerate phase. But you can see what's happening right now on the screen. This is what the last two years have felt like. Disrupting, adapting, accelerating, disrupting, adapting, accelerating. There's a place that we love to visit for some of our team's offsites. For Intermodal, we've been going there for several years. It's a place called Big Cedar. It's located near Branson, Missouri. And at Big Cedar, it's a lodging area where we'll do a lot of our planning sessions. But they have something called uh, the Fun Zone. And it's a place that you can go and you can uh, bowl and there's an arcade game and you could do things for team activities. And I remember three or four years ago, they asked me to go uh, do laser tag bumper cars. And when I got down there, it was called Flip Zone. And I'm not sure if anybody has ever done that before, but let me tell you, when I looked at it, I thought, uh, I'm not sure totally what to think. I got inside the car and they actually put a seatbelt harness all the way over me, just like I was riding a ride at Six Flags. And how they describe this best is, get ready to turn your world upside down by playing laser tag, whether you're getting bumped, flipping 360 degrees horizontally and vertically being able to challenge yourself through this process. By the time that was over, I had flipped so many times shooting from upside down that I came off so dizzy. I thought how appropriate that analogy was for how we all feel coming through the pandemic. It feels like there's been a flip zone that's happened inside our supply chain. But as we think about our acceleration of the intelligent supply chain, there'll be three key drivers that really help us move there. Everything starts with people. People first mentality and how we have to think about it. People that trust each other. People do business with people. People will continue to be at the forefront of our acceleration in the intelligent supply chain. But technology will be enabled, enabling our people, enabling each other of how we can do business smarter together. And finally, that allows us to bring capacity to market, whether that's our capacity or someone else's, their railroads, another carrier, one of you, into the market. It really helps us center around the theme of people that you trust, technology that empowers, and capacity to deliver, to deliver on this idea of an accelerated intelligent supply chain. You see, if you were in COVID, you learned very quickly like we did that we needed to make sure to share with our team members that people would be our number one priority and that we would focus just as much on investment in people as we had ever thought about in technology and capacity. See, oftentimes we talk about what our capital investments are. For J.B. Hunt, we're investing $1.5 billion in more capacity on the road on behalf of our customers. We're also investing in technology, and we're part of that $52 billion that really is continuing to accelerate inside supply chain. But we are also investing heavily in people. When you think about people and the shortage that people talk about, what I would tell you is the shortage is in the way we think. Are we thinking offensive or are we thinking defensive? in our people strategy. You see, I think the people strategy piece 
Through COVID, people want to know that they're coming to work for a company that has purpose. See, ESG is not just reserved for Wall Street anymore. That's becoming front and center when we think about the environment and think about social and social responsibility. What is our responsibility to our people? And it's not just your current people that are inside your organizations. It's also your potential employees. That's why it's important for those of you that are leading in organizations to speak up and speak out for key issues that you know you could further accelerate, you could further advance. That's why I'm proud that we work with the University of Arkansas with the number one supply chain department in America. Several years ago, they had about 20% of all students were females. We believe in our collaboration with the University of Arkansas and specifically with their women's group, along with our women's group at J.B. Hunt, we have helped accelerate females interested in supply chain to now near 40% at the University of Arkansas. See, things can change. It takes someone like you to go help facilitate that change, to help accelerate the way we think, accelerate the way supply chains can move to be more intelligent. From people we think about, technology. And I introduced this concept of our JBN 360 platform as to what really consumers expect, what our expectations are really in three key areas. We talked about having access, access to really any type of shipment in any type of capacity. Us as consumers were the same way, especially through COVID. From a retail perspective, we wanted to have our hands on it when we wanted it, wherever we wanted it. We see that exact same thing now. We're five years into our JB Hunt 360 birthday. We've been able to collect data and start to understand that the access to information, the exchange that's happening between our customers and carriers have changed the way carriers do business. We know that because of our 80 million carrier searches, we are starting to build information that allows us to provide carriers direct recommendations, information that gives it to them at their fingertips. With nearly 30% of the entire market, almost 1 million trucks on JBN 360, we can create a more efficient network. We can create an efficient network by reducing empty miles, reducing waste in the system and the one-third of all hours that I talked about. And that's why over the last two years, we have eliminated 6 million miles through JB Hunt 360. See, being founded by a driver for drivers, we understand that time is money. And for drivers, allowing them to have information that they can understand better so they can make more intelligent choices around shipments that work for their hours and for their schedule is important to us. But it's not just important to think about what happens with carriers. It also shows a high need to think about it from all modes. For many years, I have a 20, near six-year background in pricing and bid management. And for the last decade or so, we've talked about 7 to 11 million shipments on the nation's highways that should be converted into intermodal. But that's all been uh, information that has backed it up through static information. Very difficult to show a customer what that looks like until JBN 360. Now we can go to a customer and we can share with them through our platform exactly what's happening in intermodal lanes. And it also allows us to go and talk with the BNSF, the Norfolk Southern, the CSX, other railroads, about what the potential is on creating a more efficient way 
to do business. See, this is all real time that you're seeing. This is all active and live. And when you can create that intelligence for a customer, that shipments can move more efficiently, they start to understand that it's not just a theory, but it's actually something that we can put into practice. Craig talked about that the last time we were here in 2019, we actually launched our new product. And the idea came from this. In the near one, nearly $1 trillion market, the largest segment of the market is in the truckload space. And when you think about the truckload space, you really think about it equally in two parts. If you look with me on the left-hand side in the blue space, that is the live load part of the network. That's about equal to the right-hand side, which is a dropped trailer environment. Think of very large shippers, big footprints on the right. Think of small, small facilities on the left-hand side. We started to think about those two networks being completely separated and the inefficiency that was happening inside that network. And we got the idea because in 2016, we brought our customers together for our customer advisory forum and we asked them for two pieces of advice. The first one was on our brand new product we were going to launch in 2017 called JBN 360. We showed that to them and they said, we love the idea, but could you do that with a drop trailer? then birthed what is now known as 360 Box. That took us a couple of years because we recognized we needed to have density inside our platform for Box to really be able to be an efficient way to move goods. Because to create a network in this environment, the level of empty miles would be substantial. But what if you were able to combine those two networks into one? You see the yellow and the blue completely overlap each other, allowing us to think differently as we're onboarding now new 360 box trailers. To be agnostic as to who moves those, who moves those or how they move, but operating that full ecosystem between intermodal and all of highway. You see, our future for an intelligent supply chain will be in this constant feedback culture that we have, where we want immediacy around information. Us as consumers want that. That has translated and transitioned here into these platforms. And no longer do you have to wait to just have an experience at a shipper or a receiver's location to know if your experience could or should be good. You have a Yelp-like experience at your fingertips. But that takes time to develop. And over our five years, we have developed that inside the organization. See, we have 1.9 million facility reviews inside JB at 360 on 116,000 facilities. As those 1 million trucks come into our platform, we are giving them information that allows them to see exactly what they can expect. So the planning of their day completely changes. They can think about a shipment past just a price. They can think about maximizing their entire day, maybe putting two shipments together at the same time, thereby maximizing their total revenue. BC Shipper of Choice came in vogue back in 2013 and 14. I remember talking to a group of shippers and they wanted to know what it took for shippers to be a shipper of choice. And back then, this is before a platform. And so before a platform, we had to talk about different ways, but we actually did a study. And of the 34 attributes that were worked on a correlation 
how strongly correlated were those 34 attributes to becoming a shipper of choice, what we found was there was one that became a shipper of choice, only one attribute, and that was the length of the agreement, how long the agreement is. And that makes sense to me as I think about it, because when I asked the sales organization, hey, what makes a shipper of choice? They always said great, great relationships. And although that's true, it only has a 50% correlation. So we still like to do business with our customers regardless of how they look at us from a procurement process. But if you look forward and think about how a customer views J.B. Hunt or any of you here, it's by how we connect and think long-term, think bigger picture about how to build our networks together. You see, customers that have agreements three years or longer for us, we drive more waste out, better service, and understand how to deliver a more intelligent supply chain to them. We are allowed to give them information around their facilities of the 1.9 million reviews. And I just want you to see the feedback that we received from the carriers. Of the 1.9 million reviews, you'll see words on the left-hand side on the one-star facilities in our platform like slow and hours because nearly 46% of all comments mention wait time. That's very important to a carrier, but... You know, I think what's even more important, you can see things like rude, horrible people. Fast forward to what does that mean or total opposite? What does that mean to a five-star facility? Look at the top right word. It's the biggest word, and that's because it had the most comments. People. Remember when I said people will further accelerate the intelligence supply chain. In the end, people do business with people. Platforms allow us to connect and become more intelligent together because of how fast and the speed at which we move. But I think that this part's important. And what if I told you that a shipper of choice actually is worth money? You see, in a five-star facility shipper, their average PTE, sa PTE savings was 6% over just a three-star shipper. That means something when you can actually translate this big concept of how we feel and how long it takes to actually bottom line performance. Not just in cost, but also in service, with service improving one to two points from a three-star shipper to a five-star shipper. But also you move past what happens inside that and we give more intelligence back to our customers. It's really what happens from a transparency perspective from a cost basis when they can save 6% by optimizing their appointments, reducing excess transit, and up to 10% savings on lead time over the last year. See, that's the level of transparency that we've been talking about, but it does take scale to get there, to start to create change in this environment. But the third and probably biggest piece that I hear our customers ask us about, it's number one, two, and three is visibility. And it's not just a what to know where it's at. You see, in the digital freight revolution, the most valuable asset is data itself. And that's because customers want a prediction. They want to know what to expect. I was with a customer over the last two weeks, and he shared with me he had a, a port location that he's saying, hey, I think I want to move away from this port as a strategic move because I can't tell people on the inside of my company whether shipments are going to arrive globally all the way through the supply chain four weeks early or four weeks late. He said, I'm just looking for a couple of days here. That's the level of variability that's inside that. But of the 15 billion, dollar, 15 billion data points, let me argue why we all need this even more. 
more intelligence around visibility. Because let me show you what's happened to our customers over the last several years. You see, our customers were able to predict through their bid process how many shipments and what percentage of shipments that we would actually move over a year's period. But look at what's happened to the slope of the line if I were to draw a straight line. The slope of the line continues to reduce. And think about trying to run an asset-based organization, all three and a half million, by the way, try to run asset-based organizations, when compliance falls from 90% to something much less than that. At the same time, you see shipments accelerating in the bid process of our nearly $150 billion in bids last year. Our customers ask us for more and more and more, but I talked about what the new norm is. Look with me, how can we really create an intelligent supply chain without data connecting each other? We've moved from having 90% compliance in bids now down to, is the new trend 60%? Imagine that. When a customer asks us to move shipments for them, we now put inside our equation that we might get 50 to 60 percent of what they've actually asked us for. But what we do know is when there's visibility that our shippers save money, when there is a way to connect dynamically all shippers in all capacity, you have a carrier that selects the shipment they want when they want at the price that they want. And our shippers over the last year have saved 10 percent. You see, that's our mission that savings and that change in the way we do business. And that's why our mission statement as an organization is to create the most efficient transportation network in North America. Notice that doesn't say J.B. Hunt Network. That says the most efficient transportation network in North America. And that's why it is going to take all of us to do that. It will take all of us to think differently to stop thinking about the bid process the same old static way. I have a lot of ideas for you if you're interested. Stop thinking of us directly only as competitors or just start thinking about how we can make each other smarter, more intelligent, accelerating the supply chain even further. But finally, I will tell you, the only way we will do this is by keeping people first, foremost at the front with people that you trust technology that empowers, empowers you, me, all of us. And finally, we will have the capacity to deliver. Thank you.